0: To the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast, discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer,
1: world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind
0: creates your world. All right, Dr. Dyer, let us go on. Now we have Susan on line three from Phoenix, Arizona, waiting to speak with you. Hi, Susan. Hi. Hi, Phoenix. Hi there. I just how are you wanted doing? fine. I'm glad you're a part of my life. I've been. Listening to you for years, I've attended seminars over at Unity and also in Scottsdale. And then my question is, uh, I'm, I'm 64 and I have a 16 year old grandson that I've been raising. And now I, I released custody of him last November and I've given him back to his father. And I know all this mentally. I know what I should do, but in my heart, it just, it seems like he's going the same path. His mother died a year ago last June. And his father does drugs. And Brian is doing drugs. He's dropped out of school last week. He ran away and went to Los Angeles and stayed on the beach. And I rescued him, brought him back home, and tried to get him in a, a school program. And, uh, and he, he goes in the mornings. I got him a job. He's already quit that. I'm just, don't know what to do. I know that I need to let go and let him experience what he needs to go through, and yet I've been trying to rescue him and save him, and it's very painful.
1: I can I can hear it in your voice, and and I can really, really, Susan, uh, relate to that because I have a daughter also who's uh, twenty three years old, and um, did uh, and every effort that we made to get her not to do drugs, and every treatment facility, and every uh, psychiatrist and psychologist and counselor and, uh, every, you know, any yeah. supplements, whatever it is that we could do. And I, she told me something that was so really, truly revealing to me not too long ago because she is now sober. Um, and she is not, and she is not doing drugs and, uh, and she did them for 10 years, uh, all the time. I mean, from the time that she was a young teenager, um, she was the only one in our family that did. I, I couldn't, there was, it didn't seem to be anything that I could, I could do no matter whether I tried being peaceful, being loving, being uh, angry, you know, getting frustrated, uh, chewing her out, giving her lectures, uh, listening, all of it. Uh, she still had it. And she told me something uh, after she got sober, which was uh, and she now doesn't drink. She doesn't do uh, any kind of uh, drugs whatsoever. And she's committed to helping other people do the same, which is not a path that I ever dreamed dreamt that she could take when she was your grandson is, what, 16? He's
0: 16, and he, he was yeah. an honor student in 7th mm. and 8th grade, and he just says, I don't care, and my dad talks about my dead mother, and I hate him, and, mm-hmm. but he's, he doesn't have anywhere else to go right now, yeah. and he's done some stealing, and, and he's a neat kid. He's, yeah. I've had him to some he, of your seminars. Mm. I've been, so...
1: Uh, uh, what I would recommend is was what my daughter told me. is, She said, Dad, I always knew that you wanted me to stop doing that, and I always knew ho- how it hurt you and how it hurt Mom and so on. And she said, but I, I also knew deep within me that I wasn't going to stop until I was ready. I right. just, you know, and it's, and it's one of the things you learn when you're dealing with people, especially with addictions of any kind, and even people who are overweight and so on, or people who are just you know, smokers or uh, or drinkers or, or doing coffee or too much sugar or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that there has to come a time within when you begin to say, because addictions, all addictions say the same thing. And, and I have a chapter. It's a book, a little book you might want to give to your grandson. It's called Being in Balance. Uh, it's a little uh, a puffy book, and you can get it through, you know, at, at any bookstore, you can get it through Hay House. It's, it's only $12 or $15, whatever okay. it is. But there's a chapter in there on addictions uh that w- that was something that I really channeled on how to help people overcome their addictions and People have written to me saying just reading that really was able I was able to get it which is and the the gist behind that chapter and behind the idea of uh, overcoming addictions is that first of all you don't you, you learn not to hate the addictions, you learn not to fight the addictions, but instead you learn to go to a place within yourself where you accept it and understand that every addiction is saying the same thing. I'll never get enough of what I don't want. I'll never get enough of what I don't want. I'll never get enough of what I despise. And so people who have addictions really despise what it is that they're chasing after. They're looking for more, you know, the, the overweight person who continues to eat donuts despises the craving that they have for the donuts. The, the, the smoker who wants to quit despises the cigarette that that, they, that is continue to eat. No matter what it is that they say, I enjoy it, I don't mind, or whatever, you know, there's a part of them that says... They're totally, completely out of balance between what it is that they would dis- would like in their life and what their behavior is. Because when you're chasing after something that you don't want, that's a that's pretty much a definition of insanity, isn't it? To yeah. be going after something that you don't want. So that's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is is your um your relationship to uh, this young man. If you can teach him somehow. That you're not interested in changing him, that you understand that this is something that he is doing, and that I love you even if you are doing this, uh, you know, conduct this behavior. One of the things I learned from Abraham, the Abraham t- tapes, particularly uh, the Law of Attraction, is that the the way that Abraham was asked that question, what would, you, how would you handle uh, a, a young teenager who was uh, who was going through this struggle? And he said, uh, Abraham said rather. Um, I would love them through it. I would love them through it. If mm-hmm. you can find a place so that this young man doesn't feel the shame, because the shame manifests itself in his anger, the anger toward his father's, you know, making constant references to his mom who died. Did his mom die? Did his mom die from drug overdose or yes. drug, drug use? Yes. Yes. So, At
0: 36.
1: So, yeah. So there's a huge fear. Does he? Did he know her? Was he?
0: Yes, yes, uh, he did. Is and, this your,
1: was this your daughter?
0: Uh, no, Kelly is my son and he's Brian's father. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I took Brian away from Kelly four years ago and, uh, mm-hmm. we kept, we kept pretty good thumb on him until last fall. And then mm-hmm. we put him in a private school and he flunked out and, you know, he just looked at me and said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke pot. I love it. It's great. And, mm-hmm. um, so he yeah, went, What other,
1: what else does he do?
0: What our, other drugs does he do? So far as I know, it's just pot. He said, "Grandma, I'll never smoke crystal meth. You know, I won't do that." And he told me when I uh-huh. went to California, he said I didn't do cocaine, and there were kids uh-huh. doing cocaine, and there were kids, I guess something mm. about helium, they were doing helium. And did you?
1: Did, and how did you feel? Well, how did you react to him when he told you that?
0: He called me from California. I put, I put it a missing thing. I called the police, said he was missing.
1: No, I mean my... when he told you, when he because we only have a few minutes. When he told okay. you that he didn't do crystal meth and he didn't do cocaine. How did you react to that?
0: I was very neutral. I don't think I reacted at all.
1: Mm. Because drugs are just not uh, something that you understand anything about, are they? I mean, you didn't do them yourself. You didn't grow up in a world where uh,
0: I grew up with an, an alcoholic father who died at 58. Yeah, but I've, not
1: drugs, though. Not, not this, drugs. Not I've the, never done yeah. drugs. Yeah, no. so the drugs were just... Yeah, and people who've never done drugs really don't g- oftentimes get the incredible pull that yeah. it has on you until you get to the point... Now I would suggest to you that Kelly um your grandson is uh, he may be much further along and and, and not nearly as in, in in the kind of danger that you that you anticipate him being in. I would recommend that you see him safe that you tell him I know that uh, if you're smoking pot and that's all that you're doing uh and you're resisting those others you, you know that's you're really to be commended. I think that that's a wonderful you know in other words give him lots and lots and lots of reinforcement. For mm-hmm. uh, anything that you can find that he does that is positive. Anything at all.
0: Well, I to told, let him know. Yeah, I said if go you ahead. can. Go ahead.
1: go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah.
0: I said if you can stay off the marijuana during the week and stay in school, you know, if you have mm-hmm. to smoke pot on, pot on weekends, but you can't smoke it during the week because you can't concentrate on, on your work mm-hmm. because you, you have no ambition. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And he agreed. Yeah, they might
1: agree, but but uh, that doesn't have anything to do with his behavior. In right. other words, this this stuff that he is doing, that he is, you know, he's looking for an altered state uh, of awareness or consciousness. Because inside of him, he's he's just loaded with pain. I mean, I he's, he's he lost his mother and he's got a father who uh, is drinking and, and out of control as well. And he's terrified that the same thing is happening to him. So yeah. it's like if you if you can be a person who reinforces within him that no matter what it is that you do, Kelly, I love you, I adore you, I'm here to help you anytime you want to talk about, and I see strength in you, and I know that uh, you will make the right decisions, and uh, you know continue to stay in contact with me. All of that kind of thing is the probably about the most effective thing that you can do for him right now. But what can you do for yourself? That's what I want to close the call with, mm-hmm. which is to. To understand, again, what Lao Tzu says in the in Tao, the which is you have to practice non-interference. You have to be able to stand by, stand, stand back, send this kid as much love as you can, and don't allow yourself to go into that space where you're terrified, where you're scared, where you're frightened, where you're living in fear, because you'll radiate more and more of that to him and to people around you as well. Mm-hmm. Step back. Do all that you can. Send him all the love that you can. Step back and become a model to him of a person who's going to enjoy their life even if they decide that they're going to ruin theirs. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.